Okay, welcome in to episode three of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Nate Kreckman. On this show, we get you all the latest goings on around the Mountain West in both men's and women's basketball, and there is a lot going on. We'll hit you with the news, scores, and highlights from the week. And we have a very fun interview on this week's show as the first-year head coach of the Utah State men's basketball team, Danny Sprinkle, joins to answer three questions about his path to Logan, Utah, and his 18th-ranked team in the country. We start on the men's side, six teams in the Mountain West ranked in the top 60 of the net rankings entering play on Wednesday of this week. San Diego State at 20, New Mexico at 22, Colorado State 26, Utah State 27, and then Boise State and Nevada at 53 and 54 respectively. Utah State, CSU, and New Mexico all ranked in the top 25 in both the AP and coaches polls. In fact, to illustrate just how deep this league is in 23-24, Nico Medved's Colorado State Rams enter the week ranked number 24 in the AP poll. Well, after Wednesday night's loss at Nevada, the Rams are sitting 7th in the conference standings with a 3-3 three and three league mark. So what happened to CSU in Reno on Wednesday? Well, to put it simply, Keenan Blackshear happened. Blackshear with 10. Nevada trying to drain some clock. Blankshear is six. Blankshear makes a man miss from the free throw oh. and hits the jumper. That is big. 69-60 Nevada leads with 342. Alex Margulies and Len Stevens on the call from Learfield. Blackshear scores 16 of his 20 points in the second half. And Nevada knocks off Colorado State 77-64. Jared Lucas, a game-high 28, made all three of his attempts from behind the arc. And Nevada improves to 16-4 on the year. Rams shoot just 39% from the field in the loss. They're only 2-3 over the last five. Also Wednesday, number 25, New Mexico stays red hot. They win by 20 on the road at San Jose State. All five Lobo starters in double figures, led by Jalen House with 18, and he put this thing away by himself in the second half. Dent down the left rail, throws it out left wing high to House. He's guarded by Gorner. He'll pull a three. Got it! House, comfortable out there at the three, knocking it down. When the Lobo guards get a big on them and they back off, they're going to shoot over them. They're not shy. Lobo's back up 14. Deflection, steal by Dent. Dent, outlet pass to House. New Mexico might have numbers. Transition three. Bingo. Back-to-back -back three balls for Jalen House. House with 18. Lobo lead pushes it 83-66. to Robert Portnoy and Hunter Green on KKOB in Albuquerque. Win number 17 for New Mexico, 95-75 the final. Lobos 5-2 in the Mountain West. And Richard Patino's squad putting themselves in position for the program's first trip back to the NCAA tournament since 2014. Three games Tuesday in the Mountain West. We go to the Mesa, where Lamont Butler and San Diego State just too much for Wyoming. Step back, three, Lamont, good! Oh, Lamont Butler. Fantastic ball game. 23 for Lamont. Ted Leitner on San Diego Sports 760. Aztecs cruise 81-65. Jaden Ledee adds 17 in the win. SDSU 5-2 in conference play. 
Joe Scott's Air Force Falcons headed to Las Vegas Tuesday. A hard luck 0-5 in Mountain West action. But what a way to get off the schneid. Redis Petritus puts up the second triple-double in program history as Air Force blows out UNLV at the Thomas & Mack. Redis will start to attack, takes him into the lane, stops, gets bumped, forces the shot up and in. Boy, Redis just doesn't quit. He's got 6, 37, 18 Air Force. Jim Arthur on the Air Force Sports Network from Learfield. Petritus, 18 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists. And Air Force wins big, 90-58. to The 32-point win, the biggest ever for Air Force over the running Rebels, and snaps a 14-game losing streak to UNLV at the Thomas & Mack Center, dating back to 2014. And finally, from Tuesday, Boise State goes on the road and survives a tough test at Fresno State, winning it 72-68. Max Rice and Shibuzo Abo, 16 points apiece. The Broncos 5-1 in the Mountain West tied atop the conference standings with Utah State, who had the midweek bye. More on that in a moment. All session tickets now on sale for the 2024 Mountain West Men's and Women's Basketball Championships scheduled for March 10th through the 16th at the Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas and can be purchased at the MW.com. Women's tournament begins Sunday, March 10th, running through Wednesday the 13th. Men's tournament tips off with first-round action Wednesday, March 13th and culminates with championship Saturday on March 16th. All 11 women's and men's teams will compete in the Mountain West Basketball Tournament with the winner earning the league's automatic berth into the NCAA Tournament. Single session and group tickets will be available to you in February. Danny Sprinkles, Utah State Aggies, the 18th-ranked team in the country in the latest AP Top 25. They're 17-2 with a 5-1 mark in the Mountain West. Their last time out, a thorough 83-62 win over Fresno State at the Spectrum last Saturday. This Saturday, it's Boise State on the road at Extra Mile Arena. Joining us right now to answer three questions on the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast in his first season on the job in Logan, it is Utah State head coach Danny Sprinkle. Coach, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me. It's great to be a part of the Mountain West Conference and, and be a part of Utah State University. It's good to have you here, but coach, let's let's go back a little bit before we go forward. Your coaching career began at Cal State Northridge. Uh, right after your career at Montana State wrapped up and you were working as an assistant on Bobby Braswell's staff. Yep. And you were in the Big West with Stu Morrill's great Utah State teams yeah. back then. But take me back to the 2000s. What were the lessons that you took away from those years, both on the bench and on the recruiting trail, that you still use today? Yeah, I mean, I cut my teeth at, at Northridge under Coach Braswell and the assistant coach that I worked with. Uh, it was a tremendous experience. I would not be here today without it. Uh, the discipline and the details and how you had to know every responsibility of how to run a successful program, because at Northridge, we had, we didn't have any resources. We had to do, you weren't just an assistant coach. Like you were the equipment manager, you were the team travel, you were the film exchange. Like we had to do everything. And I wouldn't trade the experience for the world because you learn every part of the program. So now that I'm running my program and even at Montana state, my first year, I knew what to demand of my equipment manager. I knew what to demand of our film exchange of our travel coordinator and how to be detailed. 
every bus, you know, every airline, every hotel, everything has to be on track and, and running smoothly. So that way the players don't even notice. They just kind of go about their daily business and they expect everything to be right. And you got to hold, you got to hold everybody accountable, you know, to making sure everything's correct. And so I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. And, you know, coach Brazel was, he was as detailed as anybody I've ever been around. And, you know, I owe a lot to that to him. So you mentioned the start of your career at Montana State in four great seasons, including two trips to the NCAA tournament. But I want to go back to game number one that you coached for the Bobcats, November 5th, 2019, and you take your team into the spectrum to play Sam Merrill and Justin Bean and Abel Porter and that great Utah State team. They would go on to beat San Diego State in the Mountain West tournament right before COVID. They didn't even have Kata that night. Uh, when you played them, you guys had a lead with under five minutes left in one of the toughest places to play in all of college basketball. What do you remember about that night, and what did you learn about the spectrum and about the culture of Utah State basketball? Yeah, I, I had played in the spectrum before, so I knew how hostile the environment was going to be. And I was really proud of the belief our guys had. You know, like we challenged them, I remember, before that game to keep competing and being ready to fight through some adversity and the fans and all that. And, you know, just like Utah State did that night, like we hit some tough shots. We had a point guard, Harold Frey, who I think had 34 or 35 points and really kept us in striking distance. Um, and it's crazy because we had some great free throw shooters that year that it was their first Division One game ever. And I think, you know, they were combined like four for 12. You know, and so to have the lead, you know, late in that game uh, was a testament to how our guys fought and how they believed and how we executed. You know, I remember Sam Merrill, you know, as good as he was, he shot like 24 or 25 free throws that game. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of them were fouls and, you know, we'll see what the other ones were. But (laughs) it, uh, you know, I think he was literally he was like 23 to 24 from the free throw line. But, you know, once the crowd got rocking at the end of the game and it, it, you know, uh, Brock Miller hit a huge three. Um, it might've been to take the lead. And so, but it's, it's what Utah state teams have done for years. You know, it's, you just, you don't lose here. You know, it's, it's a commitment to the players that played before you, everybody that wore that Jersey, like it doesn't matter. You don't, you don't stop fighting and, and you just, you don't lose in the spectrum. Yeah. And your team has not lost in the spectrum yet this season. And a big part of that has been the play of a guy who really, when when you start having the conversation about who is going to be the Mountain West Player of the Year, I mean, Great Osibor is right there in the first sentence. He's averaging right at a double-double on 60% shooting. I mean, Logan, Utah, by way of Spain and England and Bozeman, Montana. Coach, tell us the story of how you found Great, the relationship that you have forged with him, and why he's playing the best basketball of his life right now at Utah State. Yeah, we, you know, we recruited him in high school. I have an assistant from England uh, who had a connection to him. And so we started recruiting him when he was a young pup. You know, I mean, he was 6'4", 6'5", you know, and he was playing a lot on the perimeter, which you can kind of see like last game he had two threes. He's more than capable of doing that. And but he's a force when he has the ball and he's driving it and on the post. And, you know, there's going to be times where like, hey, we'll let him shoot it because I know he can make it like he did last game. And he he needs to get more comfortable doing that uh, because it it opens up our offense a lot when he does that. And so, but you can see he gets rebounds, he pushes it on the break, um, you know, and he he gets other guys shots, whether other teams are double teaming him, he's skilled enough to make those plays. And so he's, he's a really hard guard. Uh, And what he's always done is he draws fouls. 
because he's big, he's physical, he's quicker than you think when he has the ball. And so he gets you off balance and he can Euro step for his size being 6'8", 260, which is not easy to do. But, you know, a lot of it was COVID too. You know, like we got him during that COVID and when we got him, all of a sudden, like, we're like, oh man, he's 6'8". You know, like we thought he might come over 6'6". Uh, but he was, but he's always had that skill level and he played behind, you know, he, he was easily a starter. Like he would have been, and I know there's some great players in the big sky. He would have been the best player in the big sky this year, mm-hmm. production wise. I'm not saying NBA audit, like production wise, he would have been the best player in the big sky. And you can see, cause what he's doing in the Mount West and he did the same stuff, but he was playing behind a big sky MVP, you know, and there was times where I had to play him together. But we had a really talented team at Montana State. Like the depth on that team and, and the talent, like everybody sacrificed to win a championship. You know, I had three guys that probably could have got MVP. They're that good. But it uh, you know, he just keeps getting better and better. And he's really grown more mentally this year than than anything. You know, physically his body it keeps getting better because he's he just turned 21 like a month ago. Like he's still young. I mean, he's younger than Mason Falstaff, who's a freshman. You know, he's way younger than, you know, Isaac Johnson, who's a sophomore. And so he, uh, he's he got tremendous upside, you know, and you've probably seen, like, I'm harder on him than anybody. And I'm harder on him for a reason because he still has some habits he needs to change because I know what his potential can be, and I'm not going to let him off the hook. Like, it's my job to push him, and I know I drive him crazy sometimes. That's fine. I I accept that responsibility, but I know where I need to get him. So he knows that I never cheated him one day of me coaching him. Well, now great Osabor and the Aggies get ready for Boise State coming up this Saturday. The Broncos just survived a scare from Fresno State on Tuesday night. No off nights in the Mountain West. Danny Sprinkle, year number one, coaching the 18th ranked team in the country right now at Utah State. Coach, thank you so much for answering three questions this week on the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. And good luck this weekend and the rest of the way. Appreciate it. Go Aggies. You need to download the free Mountain West streaming app on your phone, TV, or tablet. You can watch live or on-demand games when you want from home or on the go. The Mountain West app is your home for all things Mountain West, available on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, Android TV, and both Apple and Android phones. Watch your favorite Mountain West team when you want. Download the Mountain West app today. Women's basketball, let's start with the story of the week. The back-to-back Mountain West champions, the UNLV Lady Rebels, knocked from the ranks of the unbeaten last weekend by VNA Cumber and the New Mexico Lobos. Wilson, over to Reyes, back over to Cumber on the right wing. Five seconds, Manny Cumber for the win! Oh my God! From way downtown, Cumber! Ice in her veins gives the Lobos a three-point lead, 69-66. Audio courtesy of the Mountain West Network. Despite 24 points and a season-high 17 boards from Desiree Young, UNLV would see their 29-game win streak against conference opponents snapped. New Mexico going into Cox Arena and pulling the upset 69-66, knocking off the 25th-ranked team in the country in the Lady Rebels. Cumber would lead the way for New Mexico, 22 points, including that game winner. Anaya Augman adding 15 for the Lobos. She was named Mountain West Player of the Week for her efforts in wins over UNLV and Wyoming. 
As for the midweek action, New Mexico staying hot and pushing the win streak to three. They beat Fresno State 84-77 behind 24 points from Nia Wilson at the pit. Lobos, a game back of first in conference at 5-2. and two. Lindy LaRock's Lady Rebels do get back on track. UNLV an impressive 84-63 road win at Boise State as Desiree Young puts up her 43rd career double-double, 25 points, 11 rebounds. UNLV 16-2, now 6-1 in the Mountain West. Wyoming right there at 6-1 in conference as well. Cowgirls get a test from Air Force, but get by with a 66-63 win at the AA. Allison Fertig goes for 21 in that win. Keep an eye on Wyoming. ESPN's latest bracketology projection has the Cowgirls in the dance as an AQ. Of course, all of that is to be decided in Las Vegas in March. Your other finals from the week, San Diego State, a 76-62 road win at Utah State. And Tuesday, Nevada impressed in a 78-51 home win over CSU behind a season-high 21 points from Victoria Davis. Wolfpack have won four straight. It's Nevada's first win over an opponent ranked in the top 100 of the net this season. Terrific slate of games on tap for the weekend. On the men's side, Danny Sprinkle and Utah State go to Boise State. Border war with Colorado State at Wyoming. And Steve Alford returns to the pit as Nevada takes on New Mexico. Five games on the women's side Saturday highlighted by the in-state rivalry matchup Nevada at UNLV. And that will do it for episode three of the official Mountain West Basketball Podcast. I'd like to thank Utah State head coach Danny Sprinkle and everyone at the Utah State Basketball Program for their assistance. I'm your host, Nate Kreckman. We'll be back next week. Thank you so much for listening.